You're listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. To find out more about the Whole Vineyard Church, go to wholevineyard.co.uk. Well, welcome. How's everyone doing tonight? Fine. Thanks, Abs. Everyone doing well? Good. I'm glad you're doing so great. Well, it's um, great to have you here, John. Good to be here. And uh, what we wanted to do on the evenings, for those of you that might be new, I know this is slightly different. It's not kind of like a sermon, uh, kind of exposition, as it were. We've taken a few weeks, really, to do something different, hopefully creative, unpack a bit of the vision that you are uh, sharing over these few weeks, building a home for Hull. And um, God's moving, isn't he? Yeah, amazing. It's stunning. John told three stories which you should go back and watch of, uh, of a handful, even more, of people being healed in, in church in the last week. That's yeah. stunning. And I've got a fresh story from this morning. Shall it. I share yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Because it made me excited. Um, we are, uh, man, we, we just, we passionately believe that Jesus changes people's lives. And uh, there's a lady who's been coming to church for just a handful of weeks who right now is in a really, really tough situation. And um, anyway, long story short, John said to me this morning, Josh, I want you to share the gospel with everyone this morning. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Thanks, John. <laughs> anyway, um, we, we did it and invited people. And um, I heard after the fact that she gave her life to Jesus this morning. Isn't that stunning? Yes, you can get excited about that. I just, I just love moments like that as well because it's pretty chaotic this morning. We've got a dedication. Lots of people missed church because um, they didn't know the clocks went forward. We've got so many people off with COVID. Our house is full of COVID at the moment. That's why Joni's not here. Mm. Um, Mother's Day. Mother's Day, yeah. So, yeah, lots of people are doing stuff with us. So, yeah, I just, um, it's, it's amazing, really. I've uh, been challenged of late um, by a couple of people about uh, giving an opportunity for people to come to know Jesus every single service. And it's really weird because that's something that's a high value to to both you and I, isn't it, Josh? Yeah. Because we're, I suppose, in terms of uh, our gift mix, is that we we're evangelists. We love to um, tell people the good news of Jesus, lead them to Christ. So um, it's something that we want to offer every single time we we gather. I was really impacted by um, a pastor in the states who uh, recently passed on his church. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, Rich Nathan, and he said that he did every single service without fail, call people to Christ and stand up and to get out of their seats and to walk to the front. And um, even if people didn't respond, it was communicating to the church that whenever they were thinking about bringing someone, they knew they would always have an opportunity. And you know what? Um, the days are, are urgent. Um, just this last week, Sadly, um, a good friend of my, my three daughters, two, two of my daughters, um, aged 13, you know, passed away in their school. Mm. And um, very, very sad situation. But you just think, gosh, the, uh, and I only saw this lad in a, a play last week wow. at the school. And you just think, gosh, they're singing away and, and then mm. he's not here. And so, um, yeah, the days are short. And, um, and therefore, it's important we do these things. And, and I just, even this afternoon, my, 
as we speak, my auntie um, has been told by the doctor she has a few hours to live. And so you just think, yeah, come on, we've got to do these things. Really, that, that underpins everything you're, we're talking about in the vision series. This is the why. This is the why. If you want to know yeah. the why of building a compassion center, which is what we're going to be doing and talking about tonight, if you want to know the why of why we run all the different ministries that we do, ultimately is so that people will encounter Jesus. Being a Christian is more than just believing something about God. And I think this is what I love about the vineyard. It's actually we believe he's a person that we can meet. Yeah. And um, if you take nothing away from this evening... Know that Jesus is real and he loves you and he wants to be friends with you. He wants to make a way for things to be made right between you and God. And uh, that is completely life-changing. Yeah. Um, so that is actually our why. It's powerful. Um, the why of building a home for Hull is so people can meet Jesus, get saved and forgiven and set free, and that's on offer for everyone. Um, so just on that, we've been talking about vision, John, you shared this morning, morning. Um, just a brilliant message about three, three things that you really sense God is calling the church into. And the three things were compassion, multiplication, and stepping up our online presence. Oh, uh, here we go. Going oh. to the next level. Well done, well done Callum. Callum. Unbelievable. What, Callum. A, what a media team. He's so on the ball, we weren't even ready for that. <laughs> Going to the next level in our compassion ministries. He's telling us what to preach. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Kevin. By giving us messages. <laughs> Stepping into a moment of multiplication and creatively growing our online influence and reach. Um, why don't we just unpack these three things? Yeah, I mean, uh, most of you weren't here this morning, so it might just be worth going through those very, yeah. very briefly. You know, we talked about building a home for Hull. First of all, God is home. So like we've been saying, everything is about leading people to Jesus and a relationship with Jesus. Um, and then, you know, our church family, yeah. we want to be a home. Yeah. People can belong. We can be real, authentic community. Um, and then we're, we also want to call our city and beyond home. Yeah. And we do that by creating a variety of rooms yeah. um, in our city in order to connect with people as the church and to call people home. Um, and, and, and really, this morning was about um, creating bigger rooms. Yeah. Uh, being very thankful for what we have, but how can we go to the next level in terms of creating bigger rooms um, so that people can find, find home? And so the first thing was we want to expand, extend our compassion ministries. We're at a tipping point in terms of growth. So many wonderful things. And again, catch the talk. Um, it'll go on. Uh, where's it go on? When does Spotify, it go on? YouTube, Yeah, everything. YouTube, Spotify. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we, we talk about stories mm. that, and some stats and various things. But uh, essentially, our dream is, is we, we'd love to rent or to buy or to build yeah. a compassion center. Yeah. And this will do a couple of things. I think, first of all, it will help um, catalyze growth among us. And not just the things that we're doing, going to the next level, but the, the, the fresh things we want to yeah. pioneer. Yeah. But also, it will release uh, crucial space in this building mm. uh, for other ministries to flourish. Yeah. And so uh, we are, it's a good problem we have, but we do have a problem with space. Yeah. 
So it, it, many of you will be part of our compassion ministries, we, uh, but if you're not, we, um, we have a thriving food bank, which is upstairs and operationally complicated for uh, logistics, bringing food up and downstairs, um, and that takes up a space that could be used for our kids' ministries and our thriving kids' ministries really need more space. Um, our grow baby room is small. We need a bigger room for that. We have all of the grow baby stuff on the balcony, which as we grow, we're using more and more of the balcony. It's an exciting problem to have, but the reality is we have reached a, as John said, a tipping point, and we need to do something else. But actually, it's more than just a problem. We sense it's more like an invitation too, right? And um, whenever things grow, there's a temptation to move into management mode, where it's like, you just get into the routine and rhythm of spinning plates, and you just do things how they have been working. And there are moments of acceleration that you step into, and we saw one of those that, you know, just before the pandemic, where we scaled everything up. We started doing deliveries, baby bags. Um, we launched Grow Baby. Um, partnerships sprung up. It was, it was crazy. And if you were part of our Compassion Ministries, at the start of the lockdown, it, everything went through the roof. And then we've, I mean, it's thriving and we've given away 100 plus food hampers every single week. It's amazing. But actually, the temptation could be to settle for where we are now because it's, it's great. But actually, I think the Lord is calling us to the next thing. So um, as John said, we want, we need, we are praying for, we are dreaming about at least one compassion center. I've, in my heart, I want to see a whole bunch spring up across the city, um, and these could look like lots of different things. We want something to house our food bank um, with loads of space, beautiful places for people to come to. We want to launch a Grow Baby Boutique. We want to build a community shop where people are able to go and pay a little bit, restores dignity, gives them choice and freedom so they can do a big shop for a very small amount of price. Um, there's so much stuff that we've got vision for in our hearts. Yeah, so I think it'd be good... For those of you who weren't here, just to show a few photos, some of the ideas that we're, we're looking at. So that's quite big, but that's uh, going to furniture, um, which would be great. That's in Trent Vineyard. That's in Northampton, isn't it? Yes. Keep going. This is a Grow Baby boutique that they've got, which I think is really cool. Keep going. This is favor, isn't it, John? Yeah, it looks awesome. Can you see how cool that is? It's like an apple shop mixed with retros. <laughs> um, but, but you made a phenomenal point, John, I thought this morning. We said we don't, we only want to give our best away. We don't want to do things by halves. That is St. Albans Vineyard. And so we want to have a space that is beautiful and welcoming and communicates the value of home. Like if you're putting on a dinner or a meal for, Friend, close friends, you don't, you know, you put effort in, you dress it up, you make it. I don't know, I've been to your house for dinner a couple of times. <laughs> well, that'll okay. be your last time. <laughs> oh, okay, wow. this is a great video. Yeah. You see it's that? The drone. This is in at Causeway Coast Vineyard in Ireland. Yeah. Places for uh, computers and showers and um, give suits for the guys going to job interviews and. Like, yeah, like launching a job club would be job high club, on the priority yeah. list, yeah. Um, we want to get a bus or a van. That's, that's a mobile van, isn't it? 
that's if we you could take things out and clothes and uh, food and various things. Anything else? Yeah. Oh yeah, this is like a community shop, which is it looks awesome. Yeah. So this is the heart, yeah. and this is where we're going. Um, we sense it's an invitation. It's an invitation, actually, that every single person needs to get involved and play their part. You can be involved and part of changing the world. And you're going to talk about that next week, aren't you? Yeah. So come to the 10 a.m. service. So we need a compassion center. We've, we've kind of outgrown this. We've reached a tipping point. And so we are praying and getting ready and so excited for what God's going to do next. Yeah, great. So multiplication. Multiplication. So I suppose the, the heart behind this is uh, it's about how can we best reach people uh, in our city and beyond with the gospel uh, outside of just saying, you know, come here, which is great. And we, we always want to just say, yeah, come to an Alpha course, come to this, come to that, come to church. Um, I think the greatest witness is just us on a Monday morning, wherever our place of work is, where we do life. Um, but I think there's something powerful about planting uh, communities in various geographical places, kind of the unreached places of Hull and beyond. And, and the model isn't that important right now. We're, we're looking at various things from, um, you know, we, we'd love to plant home groups in every suburb. We'd love to do house churches. Uh, we would uh, love to do multi-site, uh, strawberry plants, actually plant churches. Um, and so I just think it's just a great way to bring about growth and to reach more people. Uh, and it, there's a cost to multiplication because it's about giving away yeah. and about sowing into uh, other parts of, of the city. Uh, and, and in that, you're maybe taking away from this, kind of this central hub here. But um, it's all about bearing fruit for the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and so... We talked about uh, kind of a few things that are just happening at the moment. Yeah. Um, we've got the Coopers who do something at Prior Road Baptist Church once a month. Uh, and so I like that idea as well of, of using cafes and warehouses and nightclubs and old churches or whatever planted in different areas and, uh, and say, look, hey, we're, we're going to be doing some compassion stuff. We've got some small groups. We've got a Sunday service things like that, come along. Um, we've got, just a, a small example would be Karen and Stuart Bateman, you know, we planted just them two out and their two children into Thorngambold, out towards Hedden Way, and just to see that more, that people have joined them, mm. you know, they were just started and they were just praying and now more people are finding them and I think that's how, how it's supposed to work. Um, so yeah, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think um, a, 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 an under-talked about and appreciated principle in the kingdom, although I, I do think we talk about it, is the principle of stewardship. And Jesus told a load of parables about stewardship, the parable of the talents. Um, he told that in a couple of different ways. And the idea is like, in the kingdom of God, every single one of us has been entrusted gifts, talents, money, and the invitation of God as we live as followers of Jesus is to spend our life in such a way that we see multiplication. 
And so I think multiplication, God is calling us as a church to step into multiplication, but also I think personally, God is calling us to take what he's given us, what he's entrusted, not bury it in the dirt and do nothing about it, but actually invest it wisely and see a return. And um, he's been speaking to me a lot about this, this idea of stewardship. Because actually what we steward well, God multiplies. What we offer him, he multiplies. Like the parallel story of um, feeding the 5,000. I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but the little boy had like five loaves and two fish. And yet he gave that to Jesus, which was then multiplied remarkably. And so my question that I'm asking myself, I want to ask every single one of us tonight is, what is in our hands that we can use in the context of our church community that we can give away, that we can sow for the sake of multiplication. And I think central to that is going to be our homes. Mm. And so we've talked about this, and we, Josh, for yeah. a good two or three years about using, and maybe this is the idea of house church coming mm. out of that, using our homes in terms of uh, reaching our neighbours, reaching yeah. that postcode, that suburb, uh, doing radical acts of kindness and mission, hosting alpha courses, mm -hmm. dinner parties, barbecues, yeah. um, just that sense of hospitality. Yeah. And I just love that idea. That's very much what it was like in the early church. Yeah. You know, even today as we were leaving, you know, uh, to come here with our Bibles, there were some new people on our street. I've never spoken to them before. Mm. I said, hey, you guys, we want to have you for a barbecue in the next few weeks. Mm. Would you like to come? Oh, yeah, we'd absolutely love to. Yeah. It's really, really simple. It's countercultural as well, remarkably countercultural. Yeah, though. because, um, and, and COVID has done a few things. It's kind of isolated people, yeah. so we kind of want to break that. Um, even though I think it has done quite a bit in terms of neighboring, I think people uh, are struggling maybe with that sense of margin, with emotional, mental health, and also may continue to connect a lot online, which is fine, but have, have maybe lost that sense of connection yeah. with people. Yeah. And so um, I, th I think, as we know, Hull is very disparate and segregated in many respects. So I think culturally, um, this is brilliant to have this venue. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to find this space and this car park and this land in other places in Hull. Mm. Uh, but the reality is, is there's many suburbs uh, where people will not travel here. Yeah. And so we've got to go to them. And so, yeah, we, we talked this morning about getting a bus and various other things, yeah. but I, I think to plan uh, ministries, churches, um, groups in these various places is so, so important. Yeah. I think it's your phone. It's my phone. Yeah. Hi, Mum. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was a funny joke that I thought was funny. So um, That's multiplication. Yeah, um, and the third one... We're simply just, yeah, creating a bigger room in terms of our online presence. And, uh, yeah, so that, that we'll talk more about that. But that's probably, you know, been an investment in such things as, as cameras and online stuff and being creative and yeah. using that to reach more people with the gospel. Because, as I said, there are a lot of people who, um, I know people even on our street and, yeah, mums and dads tell me about their kids and, and because of COVID, they're actually just all the time on their screen. Yeah. And so you think, well, okay, well, uh, that, this is an opportunity to, yeah. to share. And just when I'm thinking, oh, do we, don't we, you know, I get a really lovely email uh, on Saturday 
from a, a couple in York who uh, watches three out of four Sundays, just really long email about how blessed they've been mm. by the ministry and, and all that we're doing. You think, yeah, that's, it's wow. worthwhile yeah. uh, for that. So, um, yeah, I think that's another room we can advance in. And so we're hoping to get some new cameras. Yeah. Hope. Hope. Dreaming. And if we do, um, I hope I'm not giving too much of the game away. Yeah, you but are. But yeah, carry on. Can I keep going? <laughs> we'll need camera operators with hands. Yeah. Isn't that going to be awesome? Yeah, that'd be awesome. With, <laughs> you need to have hands. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. I was part of a church in Bradford. It's like a massive church. And so my friends ran, ran the cameras and I'd be sat like second, third row. And they'd purposely just put the camera on me all the time. And my face would come up on the big screen. <laughs> and they'd be laughing behind the camera. And you just have to kind of hold, hold it, hold your posture. But anyway, uh, I'll try not to do that. Uh, incredible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just on the multiplication thing, just to say. So we've got lots of areas on our heart. And um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a process. It's a journey. Uh, with people, with other churches as well, because you know we, one of the amazing things that's happened during COVID is a is our connection and partnership with a lot of other churches. And again, previously may have felt quite ostracised and, and isolated. Yeah. And so you know I've got to walk in and have coffee with these people and prayer meetings and and look them in the eye and say, yeah, um, we might be starting something across the road from you. And that's a difficult conversation to have unless it's the Lord, unless it's strategic, unless it's not going for transfer growth, but it's going for people who don't know Jesus. And that I've got, for me, blessing from these people is really important. So I'm not just going to dive in and do what I want, even though we could. Yeah. That's not the point. Yeah. Brilliant. Love it. I mean, we do have the second lowest church attendance in the UK after Norwich. And, uh, you know, it's over 300,000 people to reach. There's plenty of room for churches. Yeah. We need more churches. We could have 10,000 people churches. churches. It won't do anything. Yeah. In terms of the amount of people to reach still. Yeah. Um, so, yes. So, so one, of the, one of the... Last week, you shared 10 things that the Lord was doing. One of those was pioneering. Yeah. And this is what we're talking about. Stepping yeah. outside of our comfortable little box and beginning new things. Yeah, so just on that as an example, um, and, and hopefully this will stir things in, in you guys, is uh, we, we have wonderful home groups, uh, but a lot of them are kind of like, um, a lot of them look the same. Mm. And so, uh, you know, we, we've talked about, oh, it'd be great to have some home groups where whole families can come around, like kids and stuff, and there's some difficulty with that. Um, that's why a lot of churches don't do it, but still I think we need to create an entry point yeah. for that. And then, like, in the space of a week, two different people mentioned this to me, and I kind of think, okay, that's probably the Lord then. Yeah. And then uh, whilst I was off with you'd arrange for a couple in the church to yeah. pioneer that. Yeah. And it'd be like 5.30 p.m. tea time. Food. So it's not just geographical multiplication, but it's actually the types of groups. Yeah. And the same could go for like prayer meetings, for instance. Mm-hmm. So where Pete Gregg, who's kind of like the apostle on prayer in our country, you know, his church has 14 prayer meetings a week. Yeah. Wow. And you think, well, gosh, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of us struggle with one. Yeah. But... They've got different people, different ways of doing it, different times. 
And so I'd love, I love the idea of just, just online, Zoom, in person, in twos and threes, in thirties and forties, all around the city and beyond, yeah. praying into this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so uh, I, I think that'll be, that's kind of pioneering we're talking about. Yeah, and that, and that is why we need you guys to get involved. And so, I mean, one of the things that we were gonna talk about tonight is, is prayer. And I think this is why so prayer is so vital because prayer is not just talking at God or even to God, but talking with God. When we talk with God, God speaks back. And when God speaks to us, he unlocks things in our future. He, he calls things out of our present um, that he wants to see. And actually, when God speaks to us, all of a sudden, we get creative ideas and pioneering invitations and opportunities and things that we've never seen before. And so what I'm trying to say is, in terms of this, the vision that we're speaking about as a church, this, there's a macro vision, which is like, yeah, we want some compassion centers, but actually the vision gets played out every single day in every single one of our lives in terms of like, God, what are you saying to me? How can I embody home for our city in this season? And I think that's so important. Yeah, I mean, we made a start with our 24-7 prayer room. Yeah. And again, we encourage you to make use of that. And again, that's all about culture. That's not just saying, hey, we're a church and we ought to pray and we, we should do more prayer. I mean, there's not a pastor in the world who doesn't yeah. think that about their church. Yeah. But it's about creating space and structure and strategy uh, and in order to, to see that happen. I think there's something powerful when we do gather to, to pray um, in terms of, like you say, vision. Yeah. I think we hear from, from God. But also I think there's, there's kind of a corporate... Um, accountability in prayer mm. I hear too often and we're in it a lot of like too many leaders i.e. probably the senior pastor who say I prayed and God told me to do something therefore we're going to do it yeah. and do you know what that's great but that's stage one of many stages mm. of how we discern the will of God and I think uh, though we're an Episcopal model of church I think it's, it's important that we involve each other as a congregation yeah. that what is, the, what is good to us the body of Christ and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so I think when we gather together in mm -hmm. prayer, I think we, you, you, you gain a sense mm -hmm. of maybe what God is saying to us as a body. Yeah. And so I found that so often on our Monday nights when we gather together and pray. You know, I love all the individual stuff. I love the twos and threes. But I think there's something powerful about when we gather together. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a, play a major part in going forward in terms of this idea of home groups and house churches and stuff is that, that those, there are prayer meetings happening at least once a month in those contexts. Yeah. You know, the, uh, I, think, I think discipleship today, because of the multiple kind of competing stories that face this generation, I think thrive off rhythms. Yeah. Predictable patterns. Families, I've got four kids, we, we thrive off predictable patterns of behavior. Mm. When one of the kids is out of sync, it's chaos. Yeah. It's, it's nuts at our house, like this afternoon. And so, you know, someone's ill or someone didn't get their nap at a certain time. And so I think good, healthy churches thrive off predictable patterns of behavior. So I think when the church, in good times and bad times, constantly are sharing the gospel, constantly breaking bread and sharing wine, they're constantly in prayer, they're constantly inviting the presence of God and worshiping, they're constantly opening up the Bible together. I think that's when we begin to see growth and multiplication yeah. and kingdom stories yeah. 
And so, uh, and it kind of holds people because many people are like, oh, right, okay, I'm struggling at the moment. Mm. But if you could be in a context of community, we're in this together, mutually encouraging one another, and we're, we're still hanging in there mm. this week as we break bread together and we mm. pray for one another. We say, we, we've got this, we're with you. You can cry, we can laugh together mm. and just be real. Mm. Um, and the diversity of people, mm. and what I love about this church is the increasing diversity we're experiencing encountering. That's really, really important. Yeah. So, so important to us in our future. In our home, we had a home group on Wednesday night and um, it was about 15 of us there and as a white British person, I was the cultural minority, which was absolutely stunning. It was amazing. We, we have such a culturally diverse group and I was looking around the room thinking, I just love this. And um, it does mean our worship times are pretty wild and our prayer times are actually just, they're just exciting. We're mostly boring. True. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, I had something else to say, but I, that was great. That's powerful. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say. Probably something about structure and culture of prayer. But why don't we talk very briefly before we do some more worship about um, being emotionally healthy. And you're going to unpack this a lot more on Sunday morning as we talk about how the vision of, our, of the next year, uh, some of the things we're doing to step into um, strengthening ourselves um, and our inner life uh, emotionally, mentally, um, spiritually. One of the things, John, that you and Joni um, has felt like the Lord had, was inviting the church into was a, a season of healing of wounds. Would you just explain what, what's on your heart with that? Yeah, I think look, everyone experienced wounding in their life. But COVID is definitely, um, I think, accelerated things or more it's kind of like ripped the, maybe the plaster off. So what, what was there before has been exposed through COVID. Yeah. And what that has released is a, is a pandemic of uh, emotional and mental health uh, issues of which we've all faced. And um, I'll talk more about this. I've shared with our leaders, but I'll talk more about this in May. We're going to do a month series on this. You know, for me, uh, this was very prevalent during COVID really, really struggled, um, uh, had significant burnout. And so, uh, you know, leaders are always called to go first. And so um, I'm praying and hoping that as we, as we explore that and some of the lessons we've learned and that we can help others to, um, to get the help that they need. Um, far too many people are turning to addiction. Far too many people are sadly taking their own lives um, and it's as big issue in the church as outside the church there's no difference and so I think we've one of the things that we're called to as a church is to be a hospital yes we're a school yes we're uh, an army all those things which we get excited about but we are called to be a hospital we are called to to help people and pastor people and, and look after people and so I think that's something we need to look at carefully as a growing church with more and more people uh, numerically, but also the diversity of the problems that people have 
And so that's something that we want to talk into, um, that I think this is a time for wounds to be healed. And yeah, it'll be messy. Things need to come to the surface. But I think first and foremost, the church needs to know that this is a grace community, Mm. that this is a place where you're loved and you're accepted and you need to come as you are. Mm. And we're committed to the journey, however long it takes. And uh, yeah, we ultimately know that on our best day, we ultimately can't help you. It, it is the Lord, but we're here to kind of facilitate and maybe be a kind of a midwife to that process of the work of the Holy Spirit in someone's life in bringing, um, bringing us all to a place of well-being. Um, because the reality is, is fruitfulness and multiplication and the giving away of our lives in a significant way usually comes out of a place of overflow. And so that means we've got to do some work on, um, on our own health, spiritually and f- mentally, emotionally, physically, financially. All these things are really important. Um, and so, um, yeah, we're going to be leaning into this more in May. Yeah. And we're going to talk a bit, a bit more about how we're, we're looking to facilitate this pastorally with emotional health, with marriages, mm. with various other things we can help people with. And there's a whole lot that we're setting up with that, as you alluded to. Um, one of the things that has struck me is that for too long in the church, it's been um, something that we don't talk about, something that we're ashamed of. Um, and you, as you shared with the leaders, and I know as you're going to be unpacking, what we want to say to every single one of you is that um, there is no shame or guilt in struggling with anything like that, anything mentally or emotionally. And actually, this is a safe space to process and go on a journey, not like we click our fingers and it all gets fixed, but actually we go on the, a journey of um, exploring what it looks like to, to journey with that and get free and, and healthy because that's what Jesus does offer. Yeah. Um, so I think that is, that is going to be amazing. So we're looking at our pastoral structures and creating a whole couple of different levels of help that we can offer people if you um, are struggling with severe um, mental health problems like if you can't go somewhere in the church at least for support where else can you go yeah so we want to kind of create those rooms within the house and so we can also help people. also people who we're engaging with yeah who say don't know Jesus yeah you know we're able to kind of to help them yeah and um like so for example we've just we just set up a kind of um it's not called this but like a couples in crisis like support for those that are married that are struggling and that is to help christian couples but it's also to help people in our city couples that come to grow baby for example or stay and play whose marriage is just struggling and don't know who to turn there's a sense of shame or guilt actually we want to be able to offer them wherever you are whatever your story we can serve you, we can support you, and Jesus is here to help. Which is going to be awesome. Thank you for listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. We would love to connect with you and welcome you home to church. To find out more, go to wholevineyard.co.uk forward slash connect. And stay up to date with all that is going on in the life of our church. Go to wholevineyard.co.uk forward slash church news and sign up for our weekly mailing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon.